0: Welcome to the True Vine podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise God. God bless you. It's a great time in Temecula. Amen. <laughs> Woo! Praise God. I feel like everybody's spirit has been energized. And I do appreciate the engaging as you lean into worship i got to be honest with you. It is different worshiping at church than it is in my living room, my den. For some of you, your kitchen table. I can just imagine some of you in your bathroom. I don't want to imagine too much there. I'm going to leave it right there. But wherever you've been worshiping God on your mobile device, mobile devices go anywhere. So there's no telling where some of you have been having church. But I'm glad you're with us today. If you're online, God bless you guys for being online. (laughs) Amen. We are trying to be creative. As with every industry, I'm going to use this term, every business is trying to figure out how to survive during the pandemic. You see the restaurants are putting up pop-up tents and places that cut hair and do nails and all these businesses are trying to just reinvent themselves to kind of stay open. And churches are the same way. And we're trying to figure out how to move forward and be respectful for everybody's level of their view of covid and their maybe their health and respiratory uh, situations and so as we kind of move forward into the fall we are trying to figure out how to be creative with our connect groups an email went out and a text went out with a just a one question survey regarding the connect groups and We're asking you to kind of give us some feedback because we're going to do something, but we're going to be creative. We're going to be mindful of where we are in this year, but we're not going to cancel Connect Groups in the fall. So I'm going to ask you if you didn't get the text or you didn't see the email. There's a number there. If you'll just text, hey, send me the survey. Just a one-question survey asking you where you're comfortable at this time. And one of the answers could be, I'm not comfortable at this time. Please understand, folks, and if you're watching online, I respect that. But I'm trying to get the pulse of the congregation so we can make a, maybe I'm going to say a corporate decision. So if you said, I never saw a survey, I don't know what you're talking about, Pastor. That number on the screen there is texted. Please send me the survey. And again, connect groups don't start till October, November. And with the pandemic, we're going to be rearranging our connect protocols. I understand that. We used to max them out at 20 people. That's not going to be so. Normally we run about 17 or 18 groups. It's possible we could have 30 groups because the groups are smaller. They're defined differently. But our goal of the team and myself as a pastor is to keep us tethered to the word of God. And wherever your comfort level is, keep you socially connected. And so if you don't know that that's a big tall order to try to figure out how to keep people saved inspired and not isolated some of you do good as hermits most of us don't okay oh i love the pandemic hallelujah okay the other 319 people here don't okay we like to see people we like to talk we like to high five we like to go out to lunch hello somebody we like to barbecue No offense to my dear wife, but I'm like, okay, I want a barbecue for more than two people. One day, right? I mean, it's okay right now. She's a great company. Right? But eventually, we want to figure out how to kind of open the aperture of church and connectivity. So anyway, there's the number. Text it, whatever. Please send me the survey. I want to weigh in, and then we're going to kind of gather our thoughts. And as we get closer to October, November... Uh, We'll kind of get it all figured out. Amen. If you are able to stand in honor of the word of the Lord this morning, could you? Again, I do do another shout out from this pulpit. Those of you that are watching and streaming online, I salute you. I respect you. I love you. We need you. Wherever you are in this, just make sure we stay saved. That's all. Every pastor in America's heart is bleeding for that. That nobody drifts off to sea because of a pandemic. That would not be the will of God. And so if you're not comfortable attending, I bless you, so come on in, lean in, and let's see what God has to say. The book of Revelation. I got inspired by Brother Abernathy. God. The end times sometimes scares people. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to talk about heaven. They don't want to talk about hell. But just to set you all at ease, I'm not talking about hell this morning. Although in Temecula, it's been hot as... <laughs> I don't know. Hot is 100 degrees. I don't know where your guys' mind went. Uh, him it's worse. yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, hey, we, we, we've experienced enough of hell this week. I'm going to inspire you, although I need, a, I need a, a verse from Revelation. So pardon me as I dip into the end times, and then I'll, I'll kind of duck back out. <laughs> uh, Revelation chapter 22 and verse 13, you see on the screen there, it says, I am Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end, the first and the last, I, the Spirit of God speaking, the deity of God, I am the beginning, I am the end, I am the first, I am the last. I want to preach to you, I want to inspire you, I want to give you a morsel of hope this morning on this subject matter keep moving I want to add the word just in there just keep moving Heavenly Father help me once again as I minister to some amazing people God some amazing families online and in person I pray that the spirit of God would use me again Lord and let me share your thoughts not my personal thoughts you put the sentences together my spirit God and I will speak the oracles of heaven Let us not be distracted. Let us be focused. Anoint this sanctuary. Anoint every house, every den, maybe every workplace, God, that's streaming today. Let the Spirit of God descend upon us. I ask that. I crave that. We want that. I speak for everyone that's here. In your name I pray. If you receive that, could you shout back amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you for standing. You can be seated this morning. Keep moving. Keep moving. This is what I know, that every story has a beginning. Every story, every book, has a middle. And every story, every mystery, every documentary, has an end. And each part of the story takes on its own path. There are three parts, beginning, middle, and end. And those three paths meander around, back and forth, up and down, left and right, throughout the story. You could be streaming a documentary. You could be streaming a mystery. You could be reading a book. You could be reading some stories in the Word of God. But every story, every person's life has a beginning. Every marriage has a beginning. Every relationship with God has a beginning. And then there's a middle, and then, of course, there is the end. We can only know what is happening at the moment. I know what yesterday was. I can't alter yesterday. We cannot go back into yesterday. I know where I am right now, 9.57 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Sunday, August the 16th. I know that right now because I am in that moment. And at times, we don't even know how that moment will turn out. So I say to this, ladies and gentlemen, keep moving. Do not stop in the middle of your story. The middle is never like the ending, and the ending is never like the middle. Every story has a beginning. And as I preach to the wonderful people here today and those of you that are streaming, we are in the middle of life right now. We are in the middle, I hope, maybe at the end perhaps of a pandemic. But I'm not going to stop in the middle of a pandemic. I'm not going to stop in the middle of an isolation of serving God. I'm not going to stop in the middle of this story because I know in the end, if I jump to the end of Revelations chapter 22, the church wins, the church is raptured out, the church walks on streets of gold, things get... Hello, somebody. So I realize that we are in the middle of something. I cannot completely quantify it and qualify it and identify it. But we are in the middle and I have just lived long enough to know to just keep going. Things will always get better. Do the right thing. Keep moving. Do not throw in the towel. Do not quit. Do not run off the mountain. Why? Because there's coming another day. There's coming another breath of fresh air. There's coming another anointing. There's coming another phone Mm-mm, Come on somebody. I got to help you today. So I'm just saying here, keep moving. I don't feel like moving. That's because you're in the middle of a story. Right, right. Come on. How many of us would watch a mystery? For some of you, a murder mystery, mayhem. And about halfway through, you don't know, really know who killed who and who was running around with who. And why they stole what? He's, ah, this is boring, let's go. No, because every one of you want to know how it ends and who was arrested and how much time did they get. And the big question is, why did they do that? Why would you do that? None of us would quit at that point. Ah, this is boring, honey, let's go. Let's barbecue, just me and you. (laughs) Now we're barbecuing after I know who killed them. And then I want to know why they did it, and I want to know how much time they got. They deserve it. But it's the middle of the story. They just say, I don't know, man. I, you know what? She's capable. I, I couldn't live with her. Woo. She's a, yeah, right, she is. But, you know, he's no choir boy himself. But her mother, whoo, she's, <laughs> bad example, my mother-in-law's, let me see. Their neighbor, better. He's got a hot temper. I mean, it could be any one of them. How do you know? And you never get the power power button. Boop. Boring. Let's go to Pandora and get some elevator music. No, no, no. Because it's the middle. You don't know. So you hang with it. Because the beginning, everybody's loving everybody. The middle changes and the end changes. And I just kind of zoomed out this week thinking about our life, Brother Tony that we are in the middle of something. And maybe you're not totally discouraged. Maybe you're not, hey, life is great, Pastor, what is the big deal? But life is not normal like we used to know it pre-March of 2020. Things have changed. we got to understand that. Things are not like they used to be. And so we're trying to find a new normal, some normalcy back to our lives so we can function and we can hang out and we can fellowship and we can socialize and we can come and go at will and we can do whatever we want. We're trying to find where that middle ground is. But I understand I am in the middle of some things that are changing. in the midst of the middle of my story, I'm still gonna show up and serve God. I'm still gonna give God some praise and glory. I'm still gonna lift up holy hands on a Thursday when nobody can see me. Maybe I'm discouraged, but I realize, you know what? I'm in the middle of my story. I'm in the middle of a chapter. God has everything in control and the church wins and we're lifted out of here. And I know in the end, when God steps in and he says, peace, be still, and he brings everything back together, understand this. We are in the middle of some things, and we don't need to be that discouraged because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in my marriage than things outside that I can't control. What? I just know I'm in the middle right now. And so I tell myself two words. Keep moving. We don't judge your speed. We judge the direction. Don't sit down. Don't sit on your hands. Don't sit down on God. So I just say keep moving. You are in the middle of a situation. You are in the middle of life. You are in the middle of a test. You are in the middle of an equation or a riddle for life. But keep moving, my friend. Keep studying. Keep believing. Keep leaning into what thus saith the word of God. And there's going to be a day that we will look back soon, I believe, and say, hey, I'm still here. I'm still standing. I'm still believing. I'm still trusting. I'm. Come on, someone shout, Keep moving. Genesis 1 and 1. This is the first book of the Bible. The first chapter. The first verse. And the first three words of this holy word starts out, In the beginning. And you would naturally say, Duh, it is the beginning. We know this is the beginning. In the beginning. Those three words thumb all the way back to Revelation 22 and verse 21, and the last word in your Bible is one word, amen. Amen is a declaration or affirmation first found in the Hebrew Bible and subsequently in the New Testament. It's used in Jewish, Christian, Islamic worship as a concluding word. You see, on the left of the book is Genesis. On the right of the book is Revelation. And I ask you the question this morning, what do they have in common? Genesis, Revelation. The left, the right. The answer to my question this morning is the beginning and the end. That's what they have in common. And maybe you say, that sounds like a paradox. That is not possible. The beginning of the in- and the end is not possible in common written over a millennium apart one in hebrew and the other in greek but we're going to look at the beginning and the end of the end the first three chapters of genesis and the last three chapters of the book of revelation it is here in the beginning in genesis that the course begins and it is here in the end in revelation that it is written there shall be no more curse Watch me now and listen closely. In Genesis, death begins. At the end of Revelation, they said there is no more death. In Genesis, the tree of life is taken from man and it disappears. In Revelation, the tree of life reappears and is given back to man. In Genesis, the first act of creation is God calling light into being. In Revelation, God Himself brings the light. Remember, a beginning, a middle, And an end. And in Genesis, God created the heavens and the earth. In Revelation, He creates a new heaven and a new earth. That which begins in the beginning of Genesis only finds its resolution and perfectly at the end of Revelation. The beginning is never like the end. The end is never like the beginning. And so it is with the middle. The purpose of my message this morning. My assignment is to tell everyone that's streaming and listening in person that we are in the middle of something. But it does not end like this, my friend. You have to have faith in your walk with God. You have to have a balanced view of what thus saith the Word of God. God will never leave. Or forsake his church. He gave his life for this. There was a Calvary. There was a resurrection. There was a day of Pentecost. For times like this. When I find myself in the middle of a story. And maybe I like the beginning. And maybe I don't. But I'm telling you. We will all like the end of the story. When God finishes writing exactly what he sees from the portals of heaven. So in the meantime. And in the process of working through stuff and working through challenges, and working through brand new protocols, I'm going to still have my faith in God. Again, the beginning is never like the end. Occasionally, since I'm so humble, (laughs) that's not even supposed to be funny, I haven't told you my part yet. And uh, now, every now and then I tell my wife, "I feel like I'm getting this Spanish language. I inspire myself occasionally, and it's starting to click. I, I'm smart enough to know now, when I say something, I recognize it's not right. I don't know how to say it correctly, but I know that's not right. But to give credit to myself, brother Mark, I used to didn't even know that it was wrong. So I'm making progress. As they would say, in Europe, I'm making progress down the path of learning Spanish. Because when we flew to Costa Rica a couple of years ago, and after the second day with the six weeks ahead of us, I told my wife, and I think, you remember, I think, we, let's just go work on our tans on the beach of Costa Rica. I can't do this. It sounded ambitious back in America. It sounded like we are going to be able to be bilingual or bilingue in one week or even 6 weeks. I'm a slow learner. And we boarded the plane and we headed home, boarded a Delta plane. And I tell you I was a little rocky in the beginning. And this flight attendant, this stewardess, please understand the description. She is a white young lady, an American, Caucasian. I hate to be politically incorrect, just trying to tell a story, dear Lord. Blonde hair. Speaks perfect English. And bless God if she didn't get on that microphone. Hola, como estas? What in the world? I hate her. (laughs) And she would just bounce around. And so I got so much hate I had to overcome. She's walking down the aisle and I say, Excuse me, miss. Yes, sir. Perfect. Yes, sir. Do you need something? Yeah, I do need something. I need to know how. Huh? How do you speak Spanish? I'm like enamored by your speech. I just returned from Costa Rica. Six weeks of a full time student. I can. Hola. ¿Cómo están? Bien, gracias. ¿Usted? Ah, más o menos, a veces. ¿Por qué? Porque mundo es malo a veces, pero no toro a veces, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. See, I slipped, I didn't even know I slipped in English, right? I ran out of Spanish words. She goes, Oh, I lived in Spain for two years. Oh, I can't go to Spain for two years. Oh, she pats me on the shoulder like a little kid. Stay with it, you'll get it. And she walks off. I still hate you. But it was like pristine. But I get it now. But here's my point, my friend. Just for the record, we didn't go to the beach in Costa Rica. <laughs> we didn't work on our tan. We hunkered down. And we started making a little, little progress here and there, here and there. And I'm in the middle of my story, my life, of my Spanish quest. And I'm making pro- I've had some challenges. I've said some things that were wrong. I think I've said some things that were disrespectful. I might have even said a few cuss words not knowing it. But I asked my wife, is it really a cuss word if you don't know it's a?" Cuss? Am I like going to be charged for that in heaven? I didn't know. Anyway, never mind. I'm in the middle of my story. Have mercy and grace, okay? One day I'll say everything right. But I got to thinking, I'm not finished yet, Brother Tony. Pastor, can you preach in Spanish? No. Can you conversate? Yeah. Can you read? Yeah. Can you write? yeah Do you understand everything you read no can you pronounce the words yeah do you understand can you say the alphabet all best said it yeah i got it man i got it but i'm not there i'm in the middle so i'm going to keep moving hello somebody you understand your walk with God and your relationship with God and the connectivity to the church. I'm going to keep moving because it's going to get better. We're going to figure this out. God is going to come down and there's going to be some normalcy and we're going to hit the reset button and we're going to all gather together and we're going to have wonderful, beautiful church and we're going to be inspired and we're going to be motivated and we're going to say, hey, wasn't that a great service? Surely the presence of the Lord was in this place. But in the meantime, I'm going to keep moving and I'm going to do everything I can to say pure and holy and righteous. Come on now. The middle, I think, is the most challenging. Because when you just start, you're only a few steps into it. And Kathy, to quit, I'm only like three steps from quitting. One, two, three, I quit. But when you get in the middle, you know what? I got 20 steps that way, 20 steps that way. Both ways are effort and energy. Leath, path of least resistance, no doubt but I'm already halfway into the woods to turn around and run out the backside. I'm going to keep running. I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to hello. I'm trying to help somebody here today. What are you doing? Come on, just keep moving. Get up. Give God some glory. Go to work. Buy groceries. Do what you got to do. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Glove up. Do whatever you got to do. But hey, in the process of the middle of my story, what the world is right now that I find myself in, I'm still going to believe that God is greater than any pandemic. God is greater. Come on, someone shout, keep moving. moving. I think about Joseph. Look at this. He was his dad's favorite at the beginning. Then he became a slave and an inmate. Middle of the story. But when it's all said and done, he becomes what is equivalent to the prime minister of Egypt. And he begins blessing other people. His family, they were in a famine. They, they don't know it's Joseph. Here's my point. When I compare myself to people and characters in the Word of God, I realize that they have a beginning and they have a middle and they have an end, my friend. And I'm here to just inspire someone and give you a word, a rhema from God for your particular situation. You are past the beginning. You know God. You came out of darkness. You changed your ways. You left your sinful natures. And now you're trying to meander and find your way through the middle of life. I'm here to tell you, come on, stay hunkered down, lean into the word of God. Do what you know to do. Go off what you have with your experience. Experience helps us make right decisions. Experience helps us do things that's right. Why? Because we've learned from that. And someday God will step in and elevate some week, some month. I'm telling you, my friend, if you keep moving and have your faith in God, God will see you through. God will push you through. God will put you back on the mountaintop again. And God will restore your joy when you felt like you had no joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone say yes! Woo! The middle of his story is the worst. He's a slave. He gets, if you're not familiar with the story, he gets arrested for allegedly coming on to the owner's wife in a sexual manner. They arrest him, the courts believe him, thrown into prison. But how did he get to be a slave? Because his brothers were jealous. They sold him. Dad's favorite. Now, like all parents, including my mother-in-law, she, oh, we have no favorites. (laughs) I know I'm just a dumb son-in-law, so it don't really matter. But I still have eyes, and I see things. (laughs) Oh, no, I don't have any favorites. (laughs) Anyway, where was I? Let me get back to the notes. I'm sorry to bring my personal life and business into this. We'll figure this out down the road. I'm telling you, Jesse was the same way. I love all my kids. But the brothers thought otherwise. They kidnap him. They, you know the story. Okay? I don't throw him in a pit. They sell him. Hey, we're killing us. Hey, we can make money, man. We're going to make a business deal. Let's sell our brother. So Potiphar buys him. And the wife thinks Joseph, man, he's a good looking young man. She accuses him of these things. Anyway, my point here, look, God's hand was on Joseph the whole time. And I want to tell somebody here this morning that no matter your situation, no matter your surroundings, even if it's bleak and ugly and dark, you cannot assume that God does not have his hand on your life. I don't think Joseph assumed that because of his attitude and his spirit and he kept his nose clean sort of speak and he did what was right in that situation hello somebody yeah. In that situation, he did the best he could. So what are you saying, Pastor? In a pandemic situation, in a shelter in place, in my hours have been cut. I have been furloughed. I have The, the $600 have run out. They're back there bickering on the hill. When am I going to get my money? In these situations, I'm going to keep my attitude right. I'm going to keep my spirit right. I'm going to keep my head screwed on straight. Why? Because I'm going to keep moving. Maybe I slowed down, but I'm not turning back around. Maybe I've stutter-stepped, but I'm not throwing in the towel. What do you going to do i'm going to keep moving i trust god i'm a child of the king i've been blood-bought i've been anointed i've been filled by the spirit of the holy ghost why that is the faith that speaks to me in the middle of my storm in the middle of my story Woo! hallelujah and it's those middle parts that we preach it's those middle parts that we rally behind that we use over and over as examples. And we leverage those when we look back. Some of you are getting some amazing stories to build your faith for the future when a you walk through something again or you have a loved one that's in a dark time or you have a friend that's in despair and what are you doing right now you're getting some stories to leverage how many times have we leveraged my wife's story when she was in two years of deep depression in darkness that was in the middle but now we look back and say hey look what the lord hath done god can step down in darkness god can deliver you from depression am i here to help somebody We leverage that story. I don't want to go through it again. I don't want depression in my house again. I don't even like to say the word. But I'm telling you, look what the Lord hath done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. The middle of the story is the powerful part of it. So don't despise it. Don't curse it. Think of all the stories and situations from Genesis to Revelation we know that we win we know the church is raptured out it's in the middle of our lives that we the church will end in full victory from this life and we will inherit a life to come and we are privy to that why because i have this in the beginning amen and we live from in the beginning to a man. And somewhere in your story, you will look back on the map of your life in the radar screen. And you'll see a grayed-out area, an area that's red or blue. And someone will say, Hey, what is this? Let me say, let me tell you what happened one time. This pandemic, the Bible might have called it a plague, came up on us. And we could not go to church, amazingly. And we could not go to work Harley. And there was protesting and rioting, and graffiti, and violence. And we lived through all that. But what kept me going, my friend, is my trust in the middle of my story that God has everything in control. I'm not a quitter. I'm not a complainer. I'm not a retreating. I'm going forward no matter how fast or how slow it is because it's in the middle of the story that I'm gonna leverage how great God is. And we realize when God stepped down into your life and you called on the name of Jesus as you were coming into an accident, or you were in a hospital room or leaning up against the hall in an emergency hospital calling on the name of Jesus. What are you doing? Hey, I'm in the middle of a bad story, but I'm going to leverage this story, and God is so great. I'm going to help somebody someday. I'm going to share my story. I'm going to bless another situation, but I only get that faith in the middle of the story. In the middle of the story. So think of it. The Bible was written in the span of ages, not by one writer, but by a multitude, each at a different point of time within those ages. No one person was alive to direct or coordinate it except one, the God that we serve. Only he could have woven all together from Genesis to Revelation, from the beginning to the end. And here's my message to you, my friend. So too perfectly does he does the work that he does. So perfect. His plan of salvation from creation to the new Jerusalem, he's weaving the stories together. And no less, perfectly, he will work his plan in the story of your life. And as in the middle of his story, you can't quite see where it's all headed so it's in the midst of yours. But in the end, it all comes together. It all comes home. The writer of Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 14 says, For we are made partakers of Christ. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. The beginning, steadfast to the end. And in the end, I'm telling you, hear me, you will see it perfectly woven together from the beginning. Until then, Brother Tony, we must trust. Until then, we must have faith that His perfect will is being worked in our lives and in this planet. But in what I don't see, Kathy, I'm just going to move on. What I don't see, I'm just going to lean in. Because I know this, as perfect as he has written his story from Genesis to Revelation, so perfectly is he writing and will write your story from the beginning to the end just stand with me this morning if you're able again thank you online folks if you're able to stand and it's appropriate where you're at stand with me let's kind of get the full experience online here's the mission okay let me boil it down to this for you my message title is keep moving but here's where it's at don't try to understand your life From the middle. But know that as you follow his leading. Your story will. In the end. Become perfect. Let me tell you again. Don't try to understand your life from the middle. But know that as you follow his leading. God. Your story will. In the end. Become perfect. The only way that your story will not become perfect if you make ending decisions in the middle of your story. Hello, somebody. Because you're making a decision based on the middle of your story that God sees, but you think it's the end, so they never line up. So be careful in the middle. I want to live my life that I can look back in 2021, 2022 and leverage how I lived in the pandemic. There's going to be someone that comes to this church, Kathy, that I'm going to tell them, "You know what? Let me tell you how what I did in 2021. What did you do in the pandemic, kid?" They're going to tell me their story. Let me tell you what let me tell you what I did. This is what I did. So I'm writing that story right now that I can leverage in the coming years. I'm in the middle, so I'm not making end decisions. Don't mix those up. Don't flip-flop those. Don't transpose those. Beginning. Middle. End. Three segregated separate parts of our lives I want to pray for us this morning to conclude and ask God to step down and descend into your middle and love you and protect you and comfort you and if need be coddle you do whatever we got to do but we're going to keep moving Heavenly Father in your precious name I speak a word of confidence I speak a word of assurance. As your writer said in Romans, we're calling things that are not as though they are. I'm in victory. No, you're not. I'm calling it. It's like. I'm taking and I'm leveraging that scripture that Paul said. I'm calling complete restoration. I'm calling complete healing. I'm calling complete employment. I'm calling full paychecks. I'm calling relational restoration. I'm calling it because I'm in the middle of my story. And the end tells me that is the answer. And I'm going to lean into that. According to the preaching and the profound word of God. Lord, I bless every hearer. Everyone that streams in the future as an archive, God. Let them feel an anointing from this house. Everyone that's here this morning, God, give them a blessing, an assurance, of peace. I ask the Spirit of God to be upon us today in your precious holy name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media because we wanna witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you and God bless.